Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good. Clean. Fun. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by the 2013 Hyundai Sonata. Learn more at HyundaiSonata.com. Welcome to another enrollment of AutoLine today. This was Sunday, the umpteenth of October of this year. We sure am good of you to join me on this time. I are the Jim Hall with 2763 Analysis. Let's get started or not, we should. Toyota will no longer sell the Matrix, a hatchback brother to the Corolla in the United States. According to Ward's Auto, the 2013 model will be the last one because of a big drop-off in sales. In 2002, nearly 67,000 matrices were sold. That's the plural of matrix. But so far this year, just 3,000 have been delivered in the United States. Toyota's decided matrix capacity at the company's Cambridge, Ontario facility is better used for the broader appeal Corolla sedan. Speaking of America, traffic deaths in the U.S. have been declining for the past several years, but that trend has reversed this year. Reuters report they've gone up 9% in the first half of the year to just over 16,000. It's too early to know what's leading the increase, but it could be more people are driving now that the economy is improving. In an effort to get more compressed natural gas vehicles on the road, a coalition of 22 states say they're willing to purchase CNG-powered vehicles if automakers build more. According to the Detroit News, Colorado's governor, John Hickenlooper, says the group wants to purchase up to 10,000 natural gas vehicles a year instead of converting its fleet. The governors would rather purchase CNG cars built at a plant because they say it's actually cheaper that way. Honda's the only manufacturer that currently sells a natural gas-powered passenger car in the U.S. Dodge and General Motors do natural gas-powered pickups. Now over to Europe. The economy's pretty bad over there right now, but the scary thing is it shows no signs of improving any time, and some analysts say things are going to get worse before they get better. Of course, the crisis has hammered the auto industry, and the situation in Italy is particularly troubling. The boot-shaped country is taking cues from its neighbor across the Adriatic Sea, Greece, in all the wrong ways. The Detroit Free Press reports that new vehicle sales have fallen so far they're being outpaced by bicycles. That's right, bikes are outselling cars for the first time since the Second World War. Nailed by the recession and some of the highest fuel prices in Europe, it's no wonder the Italians are shunning cars right now. I mean, we're talking just shy of $10 a gallon. Never, ever, ever count Toyota out. The Japanese juggernaut is regaining steam after last year's devastating earthquake-tsunami combo that basically hit it pretty hard. The company is doing so well, it's catching up to Ford in the U.S. sales race. According to the Detroit News, the Blue Oval topped the capital T by a mere 3,066 units last month for sales. This is Ford's smallest margin of victory over Toyota since it regained the number two ranking in the U.S. back in April of 2010. Still, Ford is leading the race for the year by about 113,000 units. A likely reason Ford stumbled in September is that inventory is running short on some key models, including the Fusion and the new Escape. Downsizing and turbocharging are the latest fads. No, 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 make that trends to sweep the auto industry as OEMs race to meet ever stricter fuel economy standards. On the front line of this trend is Honeywell, one of the largest turbocharger manufacturers in the world. Business is booming, and the company estimates the number of vehicles equipped with exhaust-driven blowers will increase 80% by 2017. That works out to around 36 million units, or 40% of all the light vehicles sold in the world. For some perspective, that figure was only 25% last year. And remember, these numbers include both gasoline and diesel-fueled engines. 
Sit tight, whatever that means, because after this brief interlude, we're going to take a peek at one of the most highly anticipated cars that was revealed at the Paris Motor Show this year. Clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Why? Higher take rates, lower cost of ownership, longer range and better fuel mileage, lower CO2 emissions. Clean diesel, good, economical, functional. Bosch, invented for life. One of the most anticipated debuts at this year's Paris Motor Show was a little two-seater from JAG. The distinctively styled F-Type is a thoroughly modern take on the traditional British sports car. Doing things properly, the car features rear-wheel drive and a variety of engine choices. At the Paris Show, John ran across Wayne Burgess, Jaguar's production studio design director. In the following interview, he talks in depth about what it took to develop this exciting new vehicle. This must be the most exciting and the scariest project that you've ever worked on. Absolutely. I mean, it's a tremendous opportunity for us, and undoubtedly. But, yeah, the, the weight of responsibility to produce the new Jaguar sports car, the, a car that will define the brand for most people, was an incredible honor and an incredible responsibility. But what, what an exciting challenge. Uh, and, and it was so great to be able to, to design a car from the ground up from first principles and establish perfect proportions for the car. And that's what the car's about. It's got perfect front engine, <laughs> rear wheel drive, two-seater sports car proportions. What did you concentrate on? Because this car is unmistakably an F-type, but it's not really retro. No, not at all. And, I think the thing to, uh, to remember is the period of Jaguar that's most famously referred to is kind of that golden era when they were producing the XK sports cars that ultimately culminated in the E-Type Jaguar. What happened in that time though was Jaguar produced cars that were unlike any others. They weren't like their predecessors, they weren't like their peers. They were always pushing the envelope and they led from the front. It's that spirit of design innovation that inspires the design team today. So we don't want to do a car that just looks like a previous generation vehicle. We want to be leading from the front. So we wanted to define what a modern front-engine, rear-wheel drive British sports car should be for the 21st century. That's what this car is about. And, and tell us the story about the exhaust tips on this car, because that's interesting. Yeah, well, because the car has got such great proportions, we really didn't feel that we needed to put a lot of design detail into the car. It doesn't need superfluous lines and jewelry. So the jewelry on the car is very minimal. We have the, the chrome surround around the extraction vents on the front fender with the Jaguar name stamped into it like an ingot of aluminium. And then on the rear of the car, on the V6 engine cars, we have these centrally mounted tailpipes, which if you are a bit of a car aficionado, you will recognize with something that we had on the Series 1 E-Type cylinder. But because we wanted them to be a really special piece of jewellery on the car, we weren't satisfied to just take our usual manufacturing techniques of welding together two clamshells to make the exhaust. We wanted it to be stamped from a single piece of stainless steel and be utterly seamless. The only way we could do that was to go to a motorcycle exhaust pipe manufacturer in Italy, and the engineer involved was so enthusiastic, he flew out there, got these pipes made up especially, and bought them back in this beautiful presentation case that was velvet lined, opened the box up and said, what do you think of these? And of course, we were like, they have to be on the car, they're perfect. I think that demonstrates the level of enthusiasm even beyond the design team to do the best car we could ever do. And another sign of that enthusiasm is what's under the F-Type's hood. Several different engines are offered, including a three liter supercharged V6 with your choice of 340 or 380 horsepower. There's also a force-fed 5-liter V8 with up to 500 U.S.-style ponies, which is 495 metric ones. 
An 8-speed automatic transmission is standard for all engines across the board. And by Jove, that's the end of today's program. Crickle, it sure went by in a hurry. But if you're hankering for more news from Paris, check out tonight's episode of AutoLine After Hours. McElroy and Renzo are out of town, but we've got a rebroadcasting of our live coverage of the auto show. It all starts at the usual time, 6 p.m. Eastern on AutoLine.tv. Give it a look-see. And with that, I'm Jim Hall of 2953 signing off. A tout à l'heure.